Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Modern Monks podcast, officially shooting episode nine. Welcome to my boy, Eamon O'Connor, owner-operator of AccuFit Acupuncture. A um, few thank yous before we get started. AccuFit, the brand keeping us well and ready to roll, consolidating our energy and healing our problems. Get our movement, keeping us moving well, feeling good, and best of all, looking good. Most of us. Some of us. Um, Evergreen Landscaping, the man that supplies all the greenery around Ghetto, absolute legend. Uh, Coco's Cafe downstairs, currently not operational, but always keeping us, well, not keeping us full at the moment, but they'll be back. They'll be back, it's on. Renovations underway. Um, And Jimmy's Burgers, we love Jimmy's Burgers. Friday night, tomorrow, We'll be down there after handstands and hamburgers. Um, best burgers in town, so get around it. Right, thank you's done. Episode nine underway. E, what's been happening? Oh, a lot, man. And I'm glad that we're in this um, this tight new space yeah. with the salt lamp, fire. Change of scenery. I love it. It's nice. We're up in the, uh, the Zen Den at Ghetto HQ this evening. We just felt it'd be, I don't know, better energy, a little bit tighter vibe. Yeah. And so far, I'm digging it. Yeah, it's nice and close and compact. It's weird that it was a tap dancing place for so long yeah and so awesome that this floor is like perfect for doing yoga on so tremendous pleasantries yeah beautiful um october man you know what actually it hasn't hasn't had the same challenges i think for me personally as september but it's been um it's been fucking interesting to say the least yeah massively actually a little precursor guys too we may have to cut this one short i'm on uh, red alert for baby judy's the heads are engaged in the pelvis at the moment and we're ready to go anytime. So if this one has to be cut short, it's for a good reason. I'm ready. Like whatever's needed, I'm there. But yeah, October. It's, um, it's funny how it's all starting to fly by, isn't it? Yeah. I can, each, each week brings new challenges, you know, both professionally, personally, spiritually at the moment. And we've been, um, been chatting a lot about the resistance coming up for both of us. And, you know, it's a lot of similar stuff. It's a lot of stuff that we're both getting on different levels and, you know, chatting about it and seeing what it is. And like, would have been what, 20 minutes, half an hour ago after yoga, I said to you, it's just like, it's just a test. There's a, the bit in um, The Alchemist, uh, yeah, The Alchemist, one of my, probably my favorite book. And it says, right before you get everything that you want or everything that you're aiming for at that particular time, the universe will throw the kitchen sink at you to test you to see if that is exactly what it is that you want. And it's amazing how caught up we can get in looking at something from just our perspective and being so locked in on another person or another entity or whatever it is being wrong about the situation when all it is is just you giving yourself resistance in order to see if it is, you know, if this is the path you're meant to be on, if this is the stuff that you're meant to be achieving. Yeah. There's some hectic Lao Tzu quote, which is something like, if you're walking, like you best be careful of the path that you're walking because you're going to end up where you're going. And it's just like, you kind of, you best look around and and have a look at like the path that you're treading and and taking on board, like the feedback the world is giving you and life's giving you because ultimately if it looks like shit and you're in the shit and you're ignoring it or you're like trying to move past it you're just going to go from this point to the next point of shit 
the next point of like hecticness and it's like really important to like take a step back and look at that clarity look at that big picture and go fuck is this direction i want to be walking is these challenges challenges because they're meant to test me like we're talking about or what we think are challenges to test us or is this like feedback from the universe saying i don't think you're heading the direction that you want to head do you maybe want to take this alternative path or are you on the right track and you're just like i don't know it's like the universe mindfuck oh it's a massive universe mindfuck and it's just like i mean ultimately you just have to keep checking in with yourself this afternoon I was asking myself, is this what I'm here for? Is this my purpose? Is this what I want? How bad do I want it? Is it worth everything that's happening? Ultimately the answer is yes. So the answer I come up with is that, okay, this is the test then. You know, if those answers are no, then obviously, you know, you need to recoup remodel everything, see what's happening, maybe just pull a ripcord and eject Ocedo. Yeah. But I mean, if you're, if you're brave enough to ask yourself those questions, or brave enough to give yourself a true answer, you're always gonna be, be able to dive a little deeper into the problems or the perceived problems that are in front of you and then, you know, dig your way out. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, dig, <laughs> climb. Is that funny we were laughing at this a little bit earlier was like that there was a quote that came up around and it was like paraphrasing the shit out of it it was basically like the problems that you seek and the problems that you experience like ask yourself like ask yourself the question that you need to ask yourself and if and then like let's have a see if the answer is not embarrassing for you so if the reason why you're not doing something is it a, is it a big problem that you think it is or is it a more embarrassing problem like yeah. you like it's like is it i can't lose weight or i can't get to where i want to get to training wise or if it's you know work wise or relationship wise is it something simple or is it like is it something simple and embarrassing in the sense like yeah you're not doing the work it's simple like you're not doing what you need to do is, is, it, is it paul check you were telling me about like this guy consults for 750 dollars for a session yeah and he's got these people coming in and he's like <laughs> You're paying me $750, $750 for this hour session for me to tell you that you're just not doing the work. So you can either do the work, do the work that I've prescribed, get some results, or you can just keep wasting this money. Like, don't waste both our time. Yeah. It's like, it's, what did you say today? Um, are you about the health, about being in a transactional health Oh, for long term. So contextually, like just reference point, we've been listening to um, education podcasts around like acupuncture business and like holistic, how to, how to run a holistic enterprise in which people come and they go, they come for a service or they come for a treatment. So every time someone comes, it's like $8 or $100 a consult. And he's saying that's the worst mentality you can have in running a business the way that you run it because everyone looks at each individual session or service as transactional. So they're gonna view their health as transactional. So they're gonna view their life as transactional. So if you say something as important as pain or resistance that we experience in life, if you look at that element like it's transactional, then ultimately you're gonna be looking for that miracle pill. Or you're gonna be looking for, if I just deflect responsibility to somebody else, they'll solve my problems. 
it's not me having dropped the ball. It's not me having like broken down in certain elements of my life that I need to level up, like we were talking last episode. We're going to look at this transactional element. And what this guy was saying is like, you have to look at all of this like a care plan. Like you have to treat your body like it's a pl- there's a plan of attack or there's a structure or there's something moving forward that's not just, oh, this individual thing will solve this problem or that individual thing will solve this problem. It's like everything over a journey, over time, that incremental growth is where all that difference matters, all that difference lies. You feel me? Oh, I feel. It's the age-old thing. Like what you aren't willing to put your time and money towards now is ultimately going to cost you like 10 times more down the track. So if you don't pay for your health or your well-being, you know, you're going to end up in hospital bedridden, you're going to have all these bills. Or you can invest now and prosper in the future. Simple maths. The quick maths. But the first first resistance you get from everyone, especially you, is money. Mm. Like not you. Not that I get that from you, but like you get from other people. It's like, oh, I can't pay that. It's like you either value the service for what it is and what it does for you, and you're happy to invest your time and your money towards that for the longevity. Yeah. Or you're not. You want to um, turn the sound off? On the, on if I'm muted, does it stop it? On the laptop there, sport. Champ, champs, and over here just getting. Do you want to give me some technical? <laughs> no, what? just leave it. Just leave it. Those tones are refreshing anyway. It's like, ooh, uplifting. Um, yeah, but that's hundred percent. But then I looked at it myself, and and he wasn't saying it was the onus was on the individual. It was on me as a provider. Mm. I have the responsibility. I like I have. It's my responsibility of whether or not I'm going to act in a certain way, or if I'm going to provide a certain level of care that I want to. But that's, that's the accountability that I hold for myself. I, I, want, I want that responsibility. Put it on their shoulders, you feel me? I, I don't want that situation where someone comes in and they're looking for guidance or looking for advice and I, I drop the ball, I sell it short. Tate Fletcher said recently in the podcast, you have to take 100% responsibility, but that other person has to take 100% responsibility. It's not 50% responsibility, 50% responsibility. It's 100 and 100. You have to take 100% responsibility for yourself and your actions. If I'm 100% responsible for the situation, I have to sit down and spend time with the individual, talk about why we're doing this. And if I communicate it well, I make not the sale, but I make that, that plan of care reality for that person. You make it available then. Yeah. And you take away the transactional element from it because it's no longer like based on the money, it's based on the relationship and the information being shared and the benefit that then comes from, from it. Yeah. You know, so that's a really good way to look at it. Like if you take 100% responsibility from your end, you communicate the message, you share the relevant information and what's going to happen, then the money becomes irrelevant. And it's like, okay, well, he's happy to invest his time into telling me and sharing and helping me out on this. So I automatically build rapport and go, okay, well, let's do this. Let's team up. Let's see what we can do. Let's see... You know, how deep we can take it, how much we can fix and get me on the road to recovery. Yeah, 100%. I think the funny thing is, is the cost in all this stuff, like whether it's training, whether it's like, it's nutrition or whatever, it's, the cost is not financial. The cost is personal and journey wise. You know what I mean? Like that's the cost. 
I just think you can't like when you look about it in the terms of like dollars and cents. Obviously, like you said, like money money's a token, so you can play in life. Yeah, life tokens. If you don't have them, you can't play. Yeah, it sucks. It's handy to have it. You have to have it. It's the root of all my problems. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Here's what it is. Life. 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 But I mean, we. We were even talking today again and you were saying it's just a matter of what the individual holds value to. And we were talking about groceries. And like everyone's always about paying less money for groceries, finding the cheaper option. And you come in and you're like, you know what, I save money elsewhere. But groceries is the thing that I'm happy to fork out on. What do you spend a week? It was like 350 or something. Not 350 bucks on good produce that you've sourced yourself and you know where it comes from. You know it's tip top, super healthy. Yeah. How many people do you think would do that? I don't know. Barely any, I reckon. Many, I reckon. None. It's like, it's, it's one of those things that people don't even take that much notice about what they're putting into their body yet they expect all these different results to happen. Mm. You know? The choice is like, oh, it was so funny. We were talking about it today, right? Like, I had to share that hectic um, Gary V post the other day, right? Mm. And, they, and and he's he's always spouting, nobody gives a fuck, right? Well, no one cares around what you do, so stop worrying about what the individual thinks, right? Or just just do you, continue doing you, and you'll be fine, right? And he goes, and he had to like narrow it down and just hammer it in his point. He was like, they gave after Prince like the music revolutionary like phenomenon that was Prince a day and a half after he died after he died of media airtime obviously some other some individuals celebrated in different ways but media airtime or communication airtime he got a day and a half if he got that you know what do you think you'll get so no one really cares like no one ultimately it doesn't matter really the stuff that you have the things that you know that you think are important or for that are important for other people like you have to find what's important to you food health and stuff i mean that maybe that comes naturally to us i don't know as a, as a choice financial choice. well the world just goes on doesn't it? yeah like at the end of the day you play your role in a mat like what is it seven and a half billion people you play your role in that seven and a half billion people you ain't there someone else is playing that part so stop worrying so much about trying to please your neighbors your mates your partners whoever it is just do what it is that you feel you want to do make your own role slide into it create express be Instead of, oh, no, I can't do that. You know, this person and this job and who gives a shit? Just do it. Stop worrying. If it's what you want to do, you'll figure it out. And you still won't get any airtime, even if you are super successful. Yeah. Prince is the Mac of all Macs. Day and a half of media coverage. (laughs) When you put it into perspective like that, you dominate the music scene for long, like your influence, your influences like spans into so many people's households. Well, it's immeasurable. Yeah. 
you can't quantify it and you can't quantify the effect the individual has on another individual no. you might mean everything to that person no, and I'm, exactly. not, I'm not right trying to be reductive or reduce anything down into like it's more looking at the looking at it from the sense that you can't dwell too much on what you're doing in a certain realm and how much attention it's drawing no matter your circumstance you just yeah. have to get up and you have to do what you got to do like I guarantee you and I got any media coverage no. we cock it tomorrow there's nothing <laughs> I don't you know, we News might do some expose about us or something. <laughs> yeah. Flop podcast, host dying. They never got to 13, you know? <laughs> they never got to 13 episodes. Yeah. Shit, I wonder if that's ever happened. No, I hope not. I hope not. But it's just yeah. interesting, and it does. It comes, and it comes back, and we'll harp on it from now until the day that we die. It all comes back to perspective. And if you're not willing to change the way you look at something, then nothing around you is going to change. Yeah. You have the same old problems with the same old people doing the same old thing. So until you realize that 100% the liability lies in your hands, and it's for both people, like you said, it's like the customer and it's the server. It's you and it's me. Like we're 100% responsible for what is happening in front of us. I heard one of my mates, um, Alex Giorgio, hit me up and um, he was saying that a person's only responsibility in this life is their responsibility. So your ability to respond to a situation. Yeah. You know, whether that is taking action or whether that is, you know, hiding from the problem, your ability to respond is your only responsibility. Have a think about that, everyone at home. Yes, man. I like that. But no one takes no one takes notice of what's actually happening. So when something happens in our lives, whether it be good, bad, or in between, you are going to respond in a certain way. And it's your responsibility to do that whether or not it's what you should or shouldn't do doesn't matter take that off the table what happens is is just your response so you go with it maybe you make the wrong call maybe you make the right call on you know what you were supposed to do for a person or a situation but once that's made it's done there's no pause button can't go back you have to keep moving forward and it doesn't matter what it is. You can yell, you can scream, you can cry, you can sulk, you can be happy, you can be joyful, you can celebrate. But tomorrow, it's over. Move forward. You must keep moving forward. You know what I heard was a, like, a really awesome way of, like, of taking action with that? In the sense of it's like, it's, don't do something really, really hard or really, really complex. Don't worry yourself with like, the dream, just start with the first step. And the first step is to just act. No matter what, just act. Like we talked about in like one of the first podcasts we talked about that the 10 second rule and that countdown. But really to act in the sense that be, be the first act of kindness. Like you go into a room, be the first person who says the nice thing. Be the first person to look at someone in the eyes and acknowledge them. Be the first person to, I don't know, do the right thing at the grocery store, picking up the bags or whatever it is. Just do the right thing. 
and then everything else as a byproduct of that will get taken care of because you're already on that path you're already in that momentum you're already someone who takes action so when the opportunity comes instead of being like presented with everything that you've ever wanted and you're sitting there and going oh fuck, i don't know what to do should i shouldn't i you're already into it you've already taken action you've already gone like oh shit i'm already in it it's already happening oh well i can't stop now because i'm jogging mm. yeah once the momentum started it's hard to put out the fire you know and it's the thing that no one like yeah everyone's so busy like yeah i'm gonna do this yeah i'm gonna do that yeah my goal massive you know five years time it's like let's worry about in the next five minutes what you can do in order to make that achievable i like that idea of being the first person to take action in a conversation smile wave gesture question take action and make it a habit yeah especially if it's something that you want for yourself like if you lack love or something like that or if you lack that kindness in your life or if you lack that opportunity take action in it. so if someone comes in a room and you're like oh fuck I wish everyone thought that I was the fun loving awesome person you do that you just act that way. And your body will follow and build habits around that. So if you're the person who comes into a room and, and you look straight at everyone's eye and everyone's just like, oh, fuck, they're here. Yeah, sick. Yeah, but do you cross the line then of being something that you're really not and putting on that facade? You know what I mean? Like if, you, it's, if you're not the guy that's like... Because this is people's personality do it. Like you've got, you've got the people like yourself. You walk into a room... And it's never anything but a grand entrance from you. Like, hands in the sky. Yeah, what's up, baby? Yeah, jingle jangle. Big boy's here. Party started. Who's getting shots? Like, yeah, all right, we get it. Amos here. It's Monday morning. Shut but, up. you know, <laughs> it's, it's Monday morning. We're at the office. Like, come on. Yeah. But, you know, you, like, that's naturally a role that you fit into. Yeah, but I would, I would say this. It's never the wrong time to do the right thing. That's where it's, that's where it's different. Oh, there's your, epi- there's your episode nine gold nugget there, guys. Quote Eamon O'Connor. Yeah. It's never the wrong time to do the right thing. <laughs> the jerk off hand. Oh, you and the down hand. I love that. Never that's the thing. is like, And that's why I'm thinking, like, it's not be someone that you either don't want to be or don't have to be. Like, that's the same thing as only extroverts can become entrepreneurs and, like, like powerhouses in business. Absolutely not. You can be an introvert. You can be someone who's quiet. All I'm just saying is... To take action and get certain things done, I think oftentimes if it's lacking in your life and you want something, you should offer it. It doesn't have to be you offer it to a large group of people in a random setting where you feel uncomfortable. I mean, offer it to your mum, offer it to your father, offer it to your friend, your best friend, your partner, whoever. Your work colleague. Take small action. Take Take the smallest action. Do the right thing. You ever had that experience where someone does something really, really nice for you and you're just like, like blown away? Yeah. The smallest thing. Yeah. Like, oh, like you're on an airplane or something like that. And the, the hostess is like, oh, you like, obviously this is in the background. She's like, oh, you spent $2,000 on this ticket. Here's this small glass of wine. And you're like, really for me? I don't have to pay for this? Thank you. And then you say yeah. that to the person next to you and behind you and you're like, hang on a minute. Hang on, wait a minute. Hang on a minute. But they give you that, that, that small second, yeah, I get what you mean. And you're like, oh, that's really nice. I didn't have to do that. And you start telling everyone, that's how fast like, positivity spreads. Yeah, big and that's time. a small thing. Big time. I 
I feel that. It's never the wrong time to do the right thing. Yeah. I really like that. I don't know who said that. Someone smart said that. As far as I know, it was you. <laughs> Universal Collective, baby. I'll take it. Amen O'Connor. No copyright issues. 2018. Just claiming everything. It's, yeah, that's good. It's something to sit on anyway. And it's like, yeah, maybe... Like, I think where I was going with that was the fact that, you know, so many times, and it happens a lot, you know, in our societies, you see what's happening in someone else's life and you instantly want that thing. So you put on a facade and start acting a certain way that's not you. Yeah. So I worry that that information can be misstrewed. And instead of having that, small action step you go all right well i'm going to be that loud character i'm going to be mr positivity or i'm going to be whatever it is and you instead of doing that you're not representing your true self you know what i mean but i like i like i feel i feel what you're saying but i feel like if you already have that self-awareness you're not troubled by the concerns that we're talking about mm. if you already go i know who i am i know what defines me you're not sitting there being like oh i wish i was did this or wish i did that or I don't know where to take my life. You're sitting there, you're sitting there sweet. And I'm saying that this is for the individual, including myself. Include like everything that I talk about this podcast is only so I can, it's like self-improvement, right? Is the idea that I know that there's certain aspects of my personality that I, I would consider strengths, but then there's also other crippling insecurities that are based on, you know, societal conditioning, like stuff that my parents have told me, stuff that my friends tell me, my partner tells me. Right. all this stuff that might check me or check me a little bit and I'm saying that unless you know yourself 100% it doesn't I don't think it hurts you to do like I said that right thing to do that right thing where it's like it doesn't hurt you to be kind in any situation if that if you're kind or if you're generous or if you're loving there's no there's no slight against you you know what I mean like you're sorted you're going to be moving forward because you're going, to, you're going to build up some sort of universal merit of something. Some sort of karmic... Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed if that's what you believe, babe. We'll hold well, on to that one. And that's it. Like, it's got to be what you believe. It's got to be what you believe. If, and if, if that is the case and you do, do build that karmic value and you are putting a lot of good out and constantly being trodden on, like eventually you've got to take that break. Or... Do you then switch it around and take action? Still go about it with a kind nature, but just start to assert yourself a little differently into situations. Mm. So instead of going in with open arms, you know, you're a little bit cocked and ready for what's coming the other way. You're still coming with a smile on your face and you know, present in the backpack, but you're, you're wary of what is coming at you and who can take advantage of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100% get what you mean. Because like, it's easy, again, it's easy to, to, it's easy to take advantage of someone that's nice and smiling and always goes out of their way to do something nice for you. You know, you can fall, and it's not even that you're doing it intentionally, but you can fall in the habit of taking, 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 taking. And I mean, I bet if you think about it for two seconds now, you can always think of someone that you do it to and someone that does it to you. Yeah. But I, th I think as well, if you if you look at it in that in that framework, right? And I'm not saying that it's necessarily easy to do, 
but every time that I've operated or done something out of a position of love or wanting to do something just because without you know that the cheer squad behind it or at anyone knowing oh wow that was really charitable I've always felt good I've never not felt good doing that situation regardless of what that person takes away with them I don't take what they took away from that situation I get what you're saying in terms of being cautious in certain certain, certain ventures like I don't think it's smart to go into like a business venture not knowing individuals or peoples or whatever and being like oh figuring out like if we were figuring out each other now like for, like for the first time I'd be like oh shit like this is different this is a challenge because it's different right it's not what you would expect in a conventional friendship and business partnership no right? definitely not so when you look about it in that framework well we were only talking about that the other day like we put in two years of getting to know each other in the courtship as it were like we, <laughs> what just that, that term it was courtship <laughs> you were coming at me hot I sent sent a letter to your father asking for a meeting <laughs> But no, I mean, we, but we were talking about it and the fact that everyone says, um, you know, like, oh, you know, you and Eamon seem like such a great match to be in business together and like, you know, we're really looking forward to seeing what, what, what happens next, what evolves from what's already started. But I mean, and what I say about a courtship, I mean, we went through two years at least of you know, you coming to a yoga session, me coming to acupuncture and then slowly, you know, mixing it on a social scenery. But it really wasn't until like 12 months ago when we went on that first retreat and we, we got a bit deep on a few things and we really like chatted about what you see and what I see. And we did a live video on your Facebook. Yeah. And it was, I was just like, oh, fuck, this guy's making me, I hate live videos. I hate recording myself like, and looking at the camera. It just drives me mental. And you're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And I'd seen you do a couple before. And I was like, whatever. I'll just jump on and help this guy out. <laughs> that helped me. Doing, doing fine business-wise, bro. And, but I mean, I, I, I still remember that. But afterwards, we had a chat um, post-video about what was next for you and what was next for me and like there were so many lines that were crossing and we were like hang on it was like the speech from the hangover and Alan's like could it be have I found another member of my wolf pack <laughs> and then like but from there and then the social gatherings got bigger and our friendship grew deeper and you know all these things started to to happen and we fell comfortably into um, a friendship that you know we could we could prosper from and, you know, from there it was really, you know, it was nice to grow. And then this, this came up and it was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's see and test see it happens. out, test the relationship out now. Yeah. Humble beginnings. But I do think that, I, like, that side of things is, is smart. Like, you should meet someone, have a conversation with them get to know them over an extended period of time before you do something like that. It's like moving in with someone after knowing them for a month or two. Yeah. But I've always operated in the same thing. Like, when I talk about relationships, I don't want transactional friendship. I want people I can rely on, right? You know what I mean? People that you go, oh, that's my friend. They take care of me. Everything's supported. Sweet. Kind of friend that rocks up when you ask him if he can take a load of rubbish to the tip. Exactly. That's what the friendship was really forged. I don't know what you're talking about with your retreat thing, but... When I needed, when I first moved into that apartment and I needed you to take a lot of crap, rubbish oh, and stuff. Oh, this is when you only had a Mercedes too. 
Yeah, yeah nothing. That vintage, vintage $600,000 Mercedes that you don't like to drive around much. I don't have that kind of money. Yeah, I know. You bought a car with it. you got no money now. And I needed help <laughs> taking that rubbish to the, uh, to the tip. And you were like, yeah, I'll do that. No problem. And I was like, what's that like an hour return journey plus whatever there all the time? It was just like, I appreciated that. I'm like, okay, this is a good person. I'm going to invest in this friendship like, like wholeheartedly, like openly. And that's how I look at most situations. They go, if you're going to get burned, I'd rather get burned ASAP or in the immediate sense. Yeah. Then looking at it long term being like, let's just, let's just kind of wade this water, see what happens. And then over time realize that maybe you're an asshole and I didn't know from the start. For example, right? For example. Yeah. I'm like, I'd rather just know from the start. Like if someone's, you know, we were talking about the same time where they were like, uh, Joe Rogan says, you can only have a conversation. If you have a conversation with someone for less than an hour, our, our podcast, exception. But if you have a conversation with an hour, you never really cut through the bullshit of what someone's saying. You need to have a two hour, three hour conversation. You know, ours is the exception because it's just an ongoing conversation. Yeah, it's continuation. But I just mean in the sense like you have a conversation with someone, if you spend time with them, you don't need to spend hours and hours and hours to kind of break through that. Like, look at it in a date setting, right? If you take a take a woman out, or a man out, or whatever you want to do. Or both. Or both. Taking everybody out. Or hog, both. Hogging all, all of Illawarra. Huh? Or, or both your wives. <laughs> I know we do, right? <laughs> if you go out, right, and um, you spend an evening with someone, you go, oh, I think this person's really nice. After the fourth, after the fifth date, you, get, you start to get a solid understanding of who that person is. But what's that timeline? Like you may spend four hours with them the first night, but let's say you're spending four hours again each night. So by the end of it, you only spend 20 hours with someone. So it's effectively less than a day that you spent with this individual. And you've got a fair understanding of what this person's like, right? That's how I view it. You spend enough time with someone, you learn if they're not so easy to get along with or easy to get along with and then invest your energies where you want to. But it doesn't hurt being a nice person. It doesn't hurt doing something kind. No, and I think that's the important thing to realise is it doesn't hurt to act out of kindness. Yeah. Like, it's not a chore. And it's an easy option if you just do it. Take action. Do it. Get it done. Be nice. Smile. Say thank you. Buy flowers for people. That's nice. Has anyone ever got you flowers? No. No. Let's shut this down. No one's got me flowers. I bought Amy some flowers the other day, actually. She started maternity leave. Bought her some nice sunflowers. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that go down well? Yeah. They were quite bright. It's hard not to smile when you see sunflowers, I don't, I don't think. Because they're like super yellow, nice and tall. They just catch your eye and it's like, oh. If a smile was a flower, I'd say it was a sunflower. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. That's good. Well, yeah. But no one's got enough flowers there. No, that's all. If anyone wants to bring us some flowers in this week, be much appreciated. Would be. It'd be nice. Um, I want to have a. I want to dive into something that's a little out of our um, normal uh, topic of conversation. Because, mm. like, it's, it's something that, like, you and you, yeah, you sort of bring it to the table a lot with me and make me question, like, what I do. And I always end up falling into what I want to do anyway. But diet nutrition and like looking after the body and health yeah. highly to- highly debatable 
topic. Controversial, to say the least. And especially how you're eating at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, and for the people at home, Eamon is carnivorous. So a majority of his meals are meat only. Yeah. And in this day and age, there is heavy scrutiny around eating meat only. Yeah. Ethical implications, environmental implications, health implications. <clears throat> That's the thing. So and it was the podcast with Joe Rogan and it was the it was the paleo dude and the vegan guy. Vegan doctor, yeah. Vegan doctor. Yeah. And so we were we were chatting because and like and to ease credit, he's like Tim Ferriss. He will experiment on himself and then only pass off the information that he has found applicable. It's not someone else's study, it's not someone else's vlog or whatever it is where you get your information from this is complete and utter ease research that i'm spitting back (laughs) but the the two were talking about you know is vegan veganism better than paleo and what's more sustainable and blah 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 and like the scientific evidence pointed towards veganism Mm. being the most sustainable most ethical for the environment and you know ultimately better for your body and then Rogan throws in the spanner into the works, a spanner of all spanners, especially to a vegan scientist. Yeah. And says, but what about these guys that are doing this carnivorous diet? It's like, science says that it should kill you. Yeah, for, for that extended period of time, you should, you should be getting some, like, even in the immediate sense, you should be getting some health complications and over a longer period of time, you should be getting things like scurvy and stuff where you don't, you're not taking in vitamin C from your from your food sources, so your body starts and your immune system starts to get basically as fucked up. Um, and people aren't. And the hilarious thing was they both conceded and they were both honest about it, which is respectable. Where they said, "We we don't know. We don't understand why it's working." From from everyone's best indication, it's basically a, um, a supported fast. So. It's because you're eating meat and it gets digested in the small intestine as opposed to processing all the way down through the large intestine, your body is going through a fasting capacity. So when you eat, because there's only a certain amount, like if you have a roast dinner, there's only a certain amount of pork belly or like fatty foods and stuff that you can eat before you're like, oh, Jesus, too much. As opposed to someone brings out the carbs or a cake or something like that, there's always a little, there's always a little room on top. Even if you're full, there's always 10, 15 where you can come back. Come back and have some chips. I'm the, I'm the opposite. Hey, if you put pork belly on the table, it's, I'm not leaving until it's gone. Yeah, but there's only so much. Surely there's only so much you can eat. Of that. I would rather fill up on pork belly than the cake. I'm not saying rather. I'm just saying that you could continuously keep eating the sugar and all that stuff over time. Like someone puts down potato chips, right? Do you reckon you could eat more potato chips or something like that than you could steak? Yeah, right. The steak probably, but the steak pork belly just does it for me. No, that's my favorite. Yeah, well, oh, fair enough. If we ever have a fight and you want to make up, you make me a pork belly with crackling. Oh, I'll make a soggy crackling. Yeah, you feel that. But it's just interesting. And the reason I wanted to, to bring that up mainly is because everyone is so opinionated about what's right and what's wrong. And these two experts in their field were honest enough to actually say, I don't know. Yeah, the and truth situation is we don't know. The, tru- the truth is, yeah, we don't know the answer as to why this hasn't, you know, backfired on them and why they don't have these health implications rising. Yeah. And 
I just want everyone to have a good, honest think about themselves right now. And when you try to force feed your opinion down someone else's throat about something that chances are you've done a little bit of research on, but at the end of the day, you don't have a clue. You're just regurgitating something else that you've listened to or learned and spitting it back out at someone else. And the reason I say that is because we don't own any of the information we have. And until you do the research or discipline yourself enough to dive balls deep into whatever it is that you're doing or spreading, ultimately you can offer your opinion on something, but like to condemn someone else for doing it a certain way, pull your head in. Mm -hmm. Just let people do their own thing. Yeah. And that's even like... You look at like this is what this is a diet is is a religion for pretty much everybody. Nutritional information is like something that's worked for you and you spout it to everyone else. I really don't care what you eat as long as like if you're eating the conventional vegan diet, vegetarian diet, paleo diet. Comparatively, those diets against like the conventional shit, the McDonald's drive-through, like fast food chains on a consistent basis, the obesity rates at like. 56% or whatever it is in this country like comp like the comparison between that and this pick whatever you want it's like smorgasbord of whatever you want to have it's just whatever's going to suit your body and work better for you or you can do the old pick a little bit from each the old Will Grant the old Will Grant Grantianism <laughs> Grant Grantianism well we there's something the other day it was funny um someone says like the reverse keto um vegan diet something like that but it's like I eat a, a paleo breakfast but I like to add Turkish bread on the side <laughs> I eat a vegan lunch sometimes I have chicken with sometimes it. I have some chicken <laughs> I just eat to fuel my body and my body feels great my mind feels alert I'm never tired I barely ever get sick I've tried fasting I've dabbled in going a little bit vegan and vegetarian here and there other than my digestive system improving moderately with a short time on vegan or vegetarian I, I didn't notice a difference in my body yeah like and you know i need to be performing at my best day in day out to do what i do I'm literally pretty much training or teaching all day most days and so energy source is a big thing for me. And, you know, sustainable energy. You need that. You do. I don't drink coffee. Yeah. But like, I, think, I think with any of that stuff too... Just yeah, listen to your own body. 100%. Diet, nutrition. If you, if you look at it from, like, any lens, it doesn't matter. But if you go, I'm going to go vegan and I do vegan for two weeks. And I, I did raw vegan, vegan, vegetarian... Um, most fasting things and all the fun stuff Eamon's a little bit more committal when he does this stuff too like I'll stick something out for a month which I know is not a long enough time but no. he, he does the he does the proper research <laughs> well but this the thing is like I dabble and then just always go back to a big bowl of pasta <laughs> that gluten's so sweet you feel me it's that sugar can I just want diabetes so bad <laughs> but I think you look at it like in that, in that lens too, it's like your body's not going to adapt in, in like that short enough period for you to determine whether or not there's going to be profound health benefits to doing two weeks of anything, a month of anything. You need to do long-term something to see if it truly is the best thing for your body. But I think 
there to be dogmatic about this stuff unless it's from an ethical framework i get it 100 percent. when it comes to meat i understand that like for a lot of people in an ethical framework the cruelty to animals is unacceptable and i respect that one million percent um but in terms of what's healthy and nutritious for you you have to identify for yourself what that is and the only way to do that honestly and truly and you can go through the literature and the research and anything under the sun that you want to but ultimately how does your body feel how do you feel when you eat this food is it nourishing for you is it supporting you or is it taking away a little bit like if you're if you're on um, the keto diet and you've been doing it for three months and you feel like dog shit or six months and you feel like shit Maybe this isn't the best thing for you. Maybe you should try vegetarian or something like that and see, see how your body responds on that and then or, do that for a length Or try the, the keto salts. Or try some supplement. Try the supplementation. That, that, we're, that we're selling. <laughs> not a pyramid scheme. It's not, not a pyramid scheme. Not a pyramid scheme. It's a triangle scheme. <laughs> yeah. shouldn't rip on brands or diets. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like it's, I don't know how we got onto this, but... I, and why anyone's still listening to me but I don't know do what's right for your body I think, I think the, the baseline of what we were getting at here was to, to do your own research try different things and see how it works for your individual body but don't harp on like you've got the golden egg of all diets or information because at the end of the day you're not the first person to do what you're doing yeah one thing I will say though that is the golden egg and solve all health problems i'll do it whatever it is fasting i tried it you tried it didn't like yeah intermittent fasting and fasting in general like if you look at any of the medical literature any cure for any complex chronic disease is fasting whether it's diabetes cancer cardiovascular disease to be honest though that's the only thing that i've tried that i tried for a good patch of time yeah you did well i was proud of you when you did that but you got I, at least I gave three it days in didn't you fuck off three at the fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, come on i went at least six to eight weeks that's a long time for me did you, did you go six to eight weeks yeah i went six to eight weeks and that was like and i did a couple of 24 hour fasts did i feel good for doing it at the time sure do i feel any different now no like the only thing i noticed that went that was different was that i just i had more time on my hands because i wasn't prepping food and that um i could like be in control of my body's hunger yeah. It's the only only thing I, that changed. My energy levels never got any better or worse. I got a little bit lighter, a little bit leaner, but I did the math and it wasn't worth not having food whenever I wanted it. But that suits your that suits your body type. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's different. If you're fine, and you're happy with everything that's going on. Yeah, I wouldn't do anything different. Play on. Yeah. Speaking of which, we should probably wrap up and get home and have something to eat. I'm still fasting. Because I'm, I'm not going through to, to, to tomorrow morning. My fast is from when I sleep to when I wake. At quarter past nine. I'm going to have something to eat before I go to bed. I think Laura's still downstairs making a side bowl or something. There's a couple of muffins left. Vegan dinner. <laughs> Dessert for dinner. It's my favourite. Acai is life. Classic. But yeah, episode nine in the chamber. It's been an absolute pleasure. E, thank you everybody for listening. Um, Episode Soho 10. Productions. Episode 10 coming up. Yeah, Soho Productions. Joey, our man. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap it up, huh? As always, an absolute pleasure, my man. Love it. Talk to you soon. Peace.